Hello and welcome to the Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. This week we have Chris Roglowski. And Chris is a young athlete in the OCR space who is really racking up a lot of podiums in a lot of different disciplines. She has a really interesting story because she's just kind of finding herself as an athlete and and learning about the ins and outs of competition. And as she's doing so, she's really doing an awesome job and making a splash in terms of competition. So you've probably seen her on some Spartan, uh, Spartan podiums, a lot of Savage podiums. She does great in DecaFit stuff, and she's also a pretty strong ultra runner as well. So a, a vast amount of talent here. And so we begin to talk about the, the Grit Games, which is a competition that was just this past weekend, and we dive into that a little bit. We talk about her background as an athlete and, and her learning uh, her competitive ways. A lot of cool takeaways. Again, really interesting story and not the typical story that you would hear from uh, an obstacle race athlete. So before we get into that, I want to remind you of the OCR strength training program here at Reinforced Running. You get seven days for free. And what it is, it's just three days a week of strength training workouts that are going to be specifically for obstacle course racing. So if you're an athlete who's just looking for a little bit of inspiration, who might just want to go to the gym and make sure that they're covering their bases to make sure they're staying strong and want to do it in a smart, linear, progressive fashion to ensure that you're doing the right things to make you stronger, then you should check this program out. Listen, it's 19 bucks a month. Get the seven, seven days free, worth a shot. Link down in the show notes. So check that out. All right, cool. Here is Chris Roglowski. How are things today? Going good, yeah. I appreciate We're, uh, you taking fully recovered now. Fully ish recovered. We're gonna get into the grit games because it seems like such a cool event, and I, and I want to touch on almost like all of it and kind of see what that pre- preparation is like and everything. But uh, I'm really excited okay. to chat with you. One about that, and you've definitely popped more on to my radar just as almost like an observer and a fan of the sport this year. Just as You've been taking quite a bit of uh, quite a few podium spots in. Um, I think the, when I first when I first saw like took notice was I think you knocked off Alex Walker at a race, mm-hmm. right early, and then and then I saw you. I see you on every Savage podium. It seems like no matter yeah. what is a Savage, you're you're up on that podium as well. And you've That's been doing cool. some Deca Fit stuff. You've been are, you're the Deca Mile record holder, right? Yes. Nice. Deca Mile current record world holder. Now you hold a record in one of them. I have the oh. mile and I have, you have the, the deck of fit. And the deck, so I have okay. I knew it was two. one or both of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm like four off from the deck of fit, four or five. What's your, what's your deck of strong? Deck of strong is, um, let me think about that. Um, I think it's still 14, 1430 something, mm-hmm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And the girls' record is even like thirteen something. I think it's twelve think something. It's is it twelve? Okay. I think. Or I think I'm still fourteen. You know, actually, I think after Jacksonville, I'm low fourteens now. Okay. I think I'm Got low fourteens. Did you do the full tri? What are they calling it? Deca trifecta Deca thing trifecta. there. I did them all. The decafecta. I don't know what they call it. Decafecta is nice. Did Deca you set the record? I kind of like that. Did you set the record for the mile in Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah. I had done it once before. We did it at our gym, and it was the first one I did because um, we're like an affiliated a DECA affiliate now, and Yancey came out and did one there. But we were doing an out-and-back run. Um, mm-hmm. Even doing it there, you know, in the gym, I was like, oh, I like this one. Like, it's just enough running, just enough fitness. I like the bounce of it. And I knew going into Jacksonville with the course set up better and the looped running, and I was pretty confident I'd do well. But, I, yeah, I was super that's definitely my sweet spot. Like, okay. So they Just did have goal. it looped. I know. I <laughs> yeah, like it too because yeah. like you can run fast. You don't have to like burn it, burn it down on the run, but like you run enough and you kind of get a little bit back for the stations yeah. where the, well, it's the perfect, you can actually run hard for the run mm-hmm. and, but people that are really good at running can't make up enough time on it. You know, it's not enough running for the runners to get enough of a head start, And then, you know, the fitness you can, you know, make time on it. So it's that perfect, you know, like not a super great runner, not extra strong. And the mile is that perfect in between. Cause that's the one thing about deck of fit, right? It's like, if there's a, a really, really strong runner, it's, it's hard to make up that time. Even though in, in Jacksonville, you and Tara both ended up in front of Lauren, who's Lauren a crazy strong runner. Yeah. And I will say like, especially initially, it's really hard to keep up with a fast runner, but with those 10 different 
what they call it, zones, by the 7, 8, 9, 10, it gets into those like more difficult, like more intense zones. And that's, that's where me and Tara passed her. She led for definitely the first half in the farmer's carries where she started dying out. And then we, I think we both passed her in the bike and then yeah. kept that. So. Yeah, she seems to have a, a rough it's bike. Kinda, that was really... That's why I like, yeah, I like the DECA in general. I like the functional fitness thing because I like don't come from a running background. I'm not a super strong person and all that functional fitness, like, ah, we can like, you know, kind of balance it all out and it works. And that's ideally the way it should work, right? So it was, it, to me, it was encouraging to see that. Not that like I was like excited that you guys beat Lauren Stroud, but like that it did, the, the zones did really make up a lot for, uh, someone who might not be as versed in the functional fitness space that it did matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, when you, I and that was exciting, that was a really exciting race and it could, yeah. that could be a really cool event if, because you and Tara were on the burpees at the exact same time. Right. Yeah. I think she was, I think she finished 10 burpees in front of me mm. or maybe even five. No, I think it was 10, something like maybe that. Maybe something but yeah. like that. Yeah. It was it was close and yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It would be, it'd be awesome if if there was imagine if there was like four or five athletes all in the burpee pit at once or like racing into the burpee pit. It'd be yeah. it'd be like a really fun spectacle to kind of watch and see people really throw down yeah. to finish it. Yeah. Um, so along those lines with the functional fitness piece, the and we'll talk more about the DECA stuff because I, I do want to ask you a little bit about how you feel like you can really uh, close that gap on on someone who might have a uh, more specific running background because it seems like the people who are getting into this hybrid space, whether it's DECA or uh, high rocks, n- need to figure out where to spend their time, you know, and what's going to mo- make the most bang for their buck where, you know, running is, is the majority of, of the time spent in like an obstacle course race, like it is going to be running to a certain respect. Yeah. Once you have the obstacles down, like you kind of just need to be good at running after that. But yeah. in the hybrid stuff, you can kind of make up time uh, elsewhere. Um, but one thing that you had just done this past weekend, what was called the grit games, which I've kind of seen in the past couple of years. And it's very interesting to me because it's almost like a CrossFit competition, more or less like the, the structure of it, right? Where it's like four or five workouts within one day. Yeah. Especially after watching some of the CrossFit games this weekend, I was like, ah, yeah, it really is. It's a, you know, full day. I mean, it's broken up into different events. So it's not just a, hey, sign up for a race, come show up for a couple hours and go home. Like it's a full day thing. Um, so the, yeah, so it's five of it's five different events that are testing different areas of fitness. Why don't you just kind of like give us like a, yeah. a, a breakdown of what it is? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So the idea is like OCR takes a well-rounded athlete. Like you have to be, you know, the the strong runners we've seen. Like they don't have the obstacle, they don't have the strength, and they die out. Like as much as strong runners have like some level of advantage in OCR, you have to have the obstacle proficiency and the strength as well, or you're just like you can do decent, but you're just not going to, you know, the top people train for it all, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the great games, the concept is we break it down. So the five different events, it starts with strength. So you have, you know, strength and it's all, you know, heavy carries. We do sandbag carry, bucket carry, um, farmers carry, and then some flips. We've done tire flips in the past. We've started doing timber flips now. Mm. Um, and then the other one is over the shoulders, which isn't really like OCR specific, but it's just functional fitness strength focus kind of thing i i I would argue that it is i mean if you're there is in in like a stadium race there's a or even just the stone like the atlas stone carry there's still a a matter of like yeah i was just talking to somebody about this the other day and they were saying everything is like spartan specific except for that one and then it came up the whole atlas stone and the whole i mean it's just basic strength and you use functional strength in all of those ones totally it's like there's a heavy um, object pick it up so. Yeah, pick it up. You got to move, you know, be able to move it through space. And if you're about, you know, if you can handle those kind of weights, you're better off than if you can't. Um, and so the way that one works is it's a certain, they're in a certain order, and you have to do as many rounds as you can in 30 minutes. So the, all of the carries, well, it starts with a 400 meter run. I think I, the idea is kind of to break people up, but also get mm-hmm. your heart rate up. Um, you go into these carries, and basically all of them are about a 200 meter carry. Um, so you pick up whichever weight you have, you have this carry. Um, I think then it's the timber flips you go. So it's just one right after the other. Mm. And, uh, between the, the carries, I mean, I always, 
my technique on over the shoulders is like I kind of grab it more with my arms instead of like some people like hug it into their lap it like, hips yeah. chest kind of thing yeah what I don't was do the weight that again? So my arms are like tired out um the men's weight is 100 pounds the women's weight is 80 pounds okay so, so it's, it's weight yeah no it's it's a bit of weight <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the women's weight is 80 pounds. The men's weight is 100 pounds. Um, for the sandbag carry, the women's weight is 60 pounds. The men is 80. So that's kind of considerably heavier than most Spartans. Mm-hmm. Um, the bucket carry as well, I'm not 100% sure on the weights. Um, I think it was 60 and 80 as well, or maybe even 70 and 90. Um, he always says, I mean, red, we like tape them to dis- to distinct between the different uh, weights. And we always say just, it's red. <laughs> the weight is red. The weight <laughs> is green. But I want to say it's something 70 and 90 or 60 and 80. Um, but they're, I mean, we all know the buckets at Spartan are pretty light. So it all just of these depends. weights are kind of a yeah. step above. They're like, that they're like is oh, true. it's a 70 that or 80 true. pounder. And it's like, maybe. And then one day yeah. it is, one day it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then on the farmer's carry, the men carry 55-ish pounds in each hand, and the women have 44 pounds in each hand. Um, so 30 minutes, as many rounds as possible. You get points for, like, each carry completed, and then those points, like, add up throughout the day. So you're kind of, you know, the points. And they're still working on figuring out the scoring system. It gets better each year. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this year some things really worked. Some things were like, okay, we can improve on that. Um, in the past, they've done it three rounds for time. And if you didn't complete it in 30 minutes as a 30 minute time cap, you don't get, it is like a D not a DQ. You just get zero points for it. Like a uh, DNF, I guess. So that work doesn't um, count. So at they all. changed. Yeah. yeah. So they changed it from that. Also in the past, we had a much heavier Hercoise. The Hercoise is the other one. Uh, the men's waist was a hundred pounds and the women's was 80. And these are, I guess it's the pulleys that they use. Um, don't give you, I don't know, the pulleys are kind of a different, it's way harder than Spartan. Also, the rope that they use is like a very like um, smooth, thin rope. Mm. So in the past, we've had people like fail on the Hercoise where the smaller guys just can't get it up. And the girls can't get it up either. I've so been we kind of dropped the weights this year. Yeah, I've been, I've been to gyms before that have like a Hercoise set up. And like if it's not yeah. on that type of pulley thing, the friction that it causes, you just can't move it. Like yeah. you just, I know exactly what you're talking about. Which, they just kind of like loop yeah. it through like a, a, a hole and then try to make you pull it and it just doesn't right. move. <laughs> right. And we have pulleys, but they're a different, I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, it is. Different. I really like it. I really like it training wise because everything is harder than it will ever be in a Spartan race. Right. And that's what I even tell people because, you know, at our gyms we do, you know, different workouts and stuff. And I always tell them like, this is harder than it'll ever be at a race, but like it'll make you prepared for anything in a race. So, um, so that was the it's carry the carry event sounds awesome i strength. love the way that yeah uh, the strength i'm sorry yeah the strength event sounds yeah, amazing strength. like when i saw that yeah. first like 30 minute amrap i was like that is right up my alley i would love to yeah. to kind of check that yeah. out and then after that you have some different elements right there's yes. like some grip grip stuff or right. there's so the the five aspects that we're like okay let's take these apart and kind of test you separately the idea is it gives you a chance to like either you know, um, I guess like excel in your strength or kind of expose your weakness. So Mm. people Mm -hmm. that are super strong do really well in that first event. And we have, you know, smaller guys, smaller girls that struggle that some there, but the next event is speed. And in the speed, like they just take it away. Um, and that, that's kind of the idea is like, it kind of takes everything apart and, and to do well, you have to get decent scores in each of those. If you just never Mm -hmm. focus on strength, you're going to die, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's strength, it's speed. Then the next one is like obstacle proficiency. And for that one, it's an 80 foot rig that they set up out in the parking lot and it's different, you know, different elements. It had six sections this year. And um, there's a couple places where you can break some of it, you know, where you have like a foot rest, um, but you have one try and you have to get, try to get all the way through it and then as fast as you can. Hmm. Um, so strength, speed, obstacles. Then it's in like a little OCR race. We call it the Great Games OCR, where it's the whole concept of like running and then an obstacle or two running. And this year it was, I think it was only about a mile and a half of total running. And um, that would put it at like 10 obstacles. Hmm. Um, but they're like, I mean, they're difficult, difficult obstacles. And if you can't, you have, we do both. It's a three, um, it's a multiple attempt. So you have three tries. And if you can't get it, then you can burpee out of it. Mm. Um, kind of the idea of like, okay, if it was just a fluke thing, 
go ahead and try it. But if you're just never going to get it, you can burpee out and continue the race. Um, and then we finish it out with endurance. Um, for the endurance one, it is a last man standing. Um, it kind of a, I guess it's like kind of intervals. You have a certain amount of time to get a certain amount of calories on the air bike. So that jacks up, you know, jacks up your heart rate. And then you have that certain amount of time to do a static hold. Um, so mm -hmm. the holds that they do are dead hang, farmer's hold and wall sit. And so it so kind of, you know, it comes down to this workout was the one that confused me a little bit. All the other ones are pretty okay. self-explanatory in terms of like, in the speed one, it's like the 800 yeah, burpees or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, I've done that workout, burp. 400 burpees. It is yeah. the worst. Absolute it's so worst. hard. My yeah. rule every year has been, I will never do it except for at the great games. This year I broke that rule and I did it once as like a practice because a bunch of other people were like, oh yeah, let's practice it. I hate that, it every it's, time. It never gets it's better. so hard. And it's, what is it? It's you get terrible. three minutes to run a lap and then so, do as many burpees as possible for eight yep. rounds for two miles eight rounds yep mm -hmm. so it's 24 a, minutes two miles and as many burpees your score is your burpees yes and that's a, a gantsy workout right isn't that a classic yes, gantsy yes. one it's a mm -hmm. gantsy camp one yeah yeah that one's brutal <laughs> that one's so brutal and then like uh it's terrible it's absolutely terrible because there's no you can't but, you just um, can't take the pedal off at all you just have to like go hard no, on the runs no. and it go takes hard a lot burpees. of it takes a little bit of yeah it takes a little bit of strategy because you don't actually win on the runs, you know, like the run doesn't have to be super fast, but obviously the faster you do it, the more burpees you get, but mm -hmm. the more burpees you get, the more that can affect your run. So it's kind of this balance of like, okay, a fast run and the, the, I don't, I mean, I don't get, I get the most burpees out of the girls, but some of the guys just go insanely fast and, um, and, and my strategy that I've kind of come to from, I mean, I'm no expert, but from doing it enough times is you have to get that fast run, steady burpees, and then I take 10 seconds every round. Hmm. I, I try to keep it, I mean, 10, 15 at the most, um, to catch your breath before you go into that run. 10 seconds to just stand and like take a deep breath or two, go into that run. And so I do get that like 10 seconds, but I found that keeps my runs going fast. It gives me like an actual number to count down. Like on my burpees, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna get a 10 seconds to like catch my breath. And I stay pretty consistent on the burpees. You have other people that will go out really fast and get 30, 32 burpees in that, you know, in the first round, which is, I mean, well, some of the, some of the guys get like 40, which is just unreal. <laughs> That's but crazy. I yeah. average right at 20, just over 20. And so it got me, you know, 167, I think burpees this year. Um, but you'll have others that'll go out real fast, get like 30 burpees on the first round, but then they can only get like 15 or like 10 the rounds right. after that. Like, you know, kind of, it gets you because you can't, you can't burn out for 24 minutes, but you're going like top speed. So it's smart to kind of take that little bit of rest, even though it'd be a little counterintuitive because you need to get as many burpees as you possibly can. Right. But, it but ends the up... most burpees you can get in 10 seconds is like three to four burpees, especially right. at the end there when you're dying mm. anyways, like most people are only going to get two to three. Um, yeah, so it's a little counterintuitive, but that's where it kind of comes to strategy, a little bit of strategy, and I like to think it works for me. Yeah, it seemed to. A little bit. And then the, yeah. the so then the obstacle one is pretty self-explanatory and like can't really explain. Yeah. It's like a rig, go as far as you can, as fast as you can. The OCR yeah. race, same kind of deal. It's like just run on OCR. But the last one, so you did you do fifteen? So, you how many calories on the bike? So I, I I might not remember it exactly, but it basically start it goes. It starts at 15 seconds and it goes up in 15 second increments. You do have like 10 seconds of transition each time. Um, but it starts with 15 seconds and you have, I think you only have to do one calorie on the air bike. So the air bike is the only one where you get like a little bit of break. You can kind of get ahead on that one. Um, so it's 15 seconds to do one calorie. And then you have fifth, you go right from that. You have 15 seconds to do, um, I think it's a dead hang. So you have a 15 second dead hang. Then it goes up to 30 seconds and you have 30 seconds to get three calories in. And then you have a 30 second hold. Then it goes up to 45, you have 45 seconds to get five calories. And then you have a 45 second hold. So, and then you have one minute and a one minute hold. One minute to get a certain amount of calories. So you can't, it's not just like one minute of, you know, straight air bike, it's one minute as many, or um, getting the calories in up to one minute. And then a one minute hold. Um, and it, so it goes 15 or one minute, 15, a minute and a half. And you mm. have 
I don't know how many calories by then, 11 calories, 13 calories maybe, uh, a minute and a half hold, then you have a minute 45, and the one that's always taken everybody out is you have two minutes to do, I think, 15 calories, and then you have a two-minute dead hang. And at yeah. that point, nobody can do a dead hang for two minutes. Like, Did anybody get that like far? Nobody can. So in the past, I've always made it, and I always just hold the two-minute dead hang just to out-hang the guys. Um, this year, <laughs> this year was an interesting, I don't know if you followed Dylan Scott at all. Um, I know Dylan, yeah. High Rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the guy, the guy can fitness, like, he's, he's a fitness guy for sure. Um, but he's never done an obstacle course race, or maybe done one, but like, right. doesn't do Not obstacles. Doesn't do the obstacles at all. So he came and competed knowing that like the obstacles would be his, um, like his weakness, but he's pretty confident in his fitness with, you know, reasonably so. Um, so he made the two minute dead hang. He made the air bike look easy. And so after making the two minute dead hang, there was a two minute 15 seconds. Farmers hold, I think, two minute 30 second um, wall sit. And then mm-hmm. he got to the 245 dead hang. And that's where, but you rack up points for every, you know, as far as you can go. So mm-hmm. he kept going and was able to make, I think he was like seventh, but all the guy's points were so close that he, last man standing, kept going until he couldn't anymore. He fell off on like the 245 dead hang, but made up enough points to end up landing him in third, third place or second. Yeah, second. I saw he got second. I think he got yeah, second, second, second. And I think Victor yeah. got third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so that, that was kind of, again, it kind of, it caters to the full athlete. Like he genuinely mm-hmm. can like, and he was doing the air bike calories so fast. He had like a minute break, you know, so it gives the advantage. I'm not very fast on the air bike. So I was like, you know, watching the time and like, okay, I made it just in time. Um, but yeah, hmm. so that's the endurance. And we saved the endurance for last because it's at the end of the day and everybody's tired out. Everyone's already beat. So it's, it's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So and whole... that's another factor is a lot of people have like their hands are ripped up. Right. And it's, uh, is it an six hour day, an eight hour day? How long is this whole event? It is, um, kind of like a 10 hour day, I think. 10 hour day. 10 hours, but it goes in ways. So, um, I think there were yesterday or this weekend, it was, I think three men's waves for most of the events and two women's waves. Some of them like the Burt 400, all the guys go together. Um, but you end up getting like an hour and a half break in between each one. Right. Um, which truly, I mean, I think it's neat because it truly splits up each. Like you can, you're not a hundred percent fresh, but you can come into each event more or less fresh. Like, you know, you can go take a shower and take a nap. You can eat a full meal. You can do whatever you need to do in between each event to where you're like, really, you can be ready to go for the next event. Ideally, you know, hypothetically or whatever. Then it, then it, so yeah, it's a long day, but it, it truly like it, I, I feel like it gives each each segment like it's fair you know you're able to give a full effort for each one and then it brings like recovery into the mix too and who can recover the best Mm -hmm. in between things Mm -hmm. so it's like strategy for how you're gonna eat and how you're gonna like what what's gonna be the best way to if like you need to foam roll or whatever it is it's gonna make you feel best to lead into the next thing right but it's not one right after the other if you did one right after the other it just turns into a straight endurance event like how long can you keep going it actually gives you like a chance to like recover, prepare for the next one. Okay, do the next one, recover, prepare. So I feel like it's kind of, it gives you the perfect amount of break to where you're like, okay, like I've rested as much as I can today, um, more or less ready. I love the concept and I really like what you guys have going on down there. And like the jersey that you wear out at these events is pretty, it's starting to be like recognizable as like coming from this one specific spot, right? Yeah, yeah. So is there, with the community that you guys got going on there, is it one that's <laughs> facilitating really high performance because there seems to be some top level performance uh, and athletes who are doing really well. And I know, I think there is a pro team that you guys have have there. Yeah. So it, like, what would you say the culture is like within Grit Fitness in terms of what the end goal is for like the athletes and just like the culture in general? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of both. Um, Grit Fitness is like, it's a local gym. We now have like three gyms, but they're kind of in the area, so it's local. Um, it was started by the two owners of it started, I think they saw Spartan Race and were like, this is cool. They tried one and died. So they were like, <laughs> we got to get more fit for this. So they started working out together. They started working out with friends and kind of ended up like building 
a community. I mean, we now have 250 members, I think, between wow. our three locations. Um, and so, and it, it slowly built. I think they started it six, seven years ago-ish. Um, but it was built like because of, like Spartan Race was what got them started. And what they've turned it into now is um, the owners, they're going to hate me for saying this, like they're never going to be like competitive racers. I think they, they recognize that. But they're like they're figuring out the fitness thing and they've been in the space long enough to kind of see what works and kind of see like what um, you need to get to that level. Um, it's not something they focus on. It's not something they're ever going to do, but it very much like it facilitates that very well. So um, they have, I mean, we have some, so, okay, so they built it because of Spartan Race, but because of Spartan Race, they recognize like, okay, functional fitness has huge benefits. Um, the whole kind of Joe DeSena concept of like creating difficulty in your life to make mm -hmm. your actual life easier kind of thing. Um, and so what it, it, like what it is at its core is a bunch of normal people working out, but with the idea that, um, with the idea that fitness is better measured by performance, not uh, like performance-based goals instead of just like appearance. So we have people that come in and like, I'm out of shape, I had a bunch of kids, not happy with how things are, but we try to turn it into like, I mean, we have, um, we'll do an obstacle, an obstacle challenge each month. So we'll do like, hey, the challenge this month is monkey bars. So we save 10 minutes at the end of each class to try to get across the monkey bars. And mm -hmm. we have people that are like, either scared to do it, can't do it, but as they try, you know, a couple days a week, a couple days a week, by the end of that month, we have all kinds of people that never thought they could do monkey bars doing monkey bars. We have all kinds of people, you know, we'll do the rope challenge and, you know, there's a little technique to it. And so we'll show people that and people that never thought they could climb a rope at the end of a month are climbing a rope. And so it creates a, a very healthy form of fitness where these people want physical goals. Like they want to lose weight. They want to trim up all that kind of thing. But if we turn it into like, Hey, get across the monkey bars, do the rope climb, um, turn it into like actual personal achievement goals. Mm -hmm. um, the fitness like has meaning to it. Um, so that's kind of the, the community they've built. Um, we've taken big groups to races in the past. They've taken really big groups and they'll run it as a group, you know, kind of teamwork, the traditional like Spartan team, everybody mm -hmm. do it, get people over the walls. Um, when I joined, um, I found it about, I guess, three and a half years ago. Now they were wanting to get, I'm not really, they wanted to start a pro team and I guess kind of, um, uh, what do you, they, and they'd had some good racers. Um, I think one of the guys had made a podium, you know, just kind of like training, but they wanted to, I guess, kind of get their name out in the bigger OCR world. So they were like, we're sure. going to start a pro team. They had applications come from all over. I had recently moved to the area, came to check it out. Just kind of like, I want to get on a pro team. I had just started running, was just kind of getting into it. Um, and then now we've had a pro team, I guess for three or four years. And the pro team initially was a bunch of people from the OCR world that were like, Oh, we're pro team. And there was a lot of good perks to it. Um, and people like to be on a team, you know? So initially the pro team was a lot of like outsiders, people that run a lot of races and, you know, we're like, Oh yeah, we'll wear your Jersey and mm -hmm. kind of promote you in exchange for certain things. Since then it's now, there's a lot of members from the gym that, and I think it's kind of, it's helped bring the level of, um, fitness goals. I don't know what at the gym, it's kind of helped to bring it up a level to where now people see, we see people with the grit fitness jerseys, like running all these races and it like really bring and run, running the races, trying competitively, you know, to compete and do well in them. Um, so now a lot of the members of the pro team have been going to the gym for a while or started coming to the gym and we're kind of like, okay, like I want to, you know, do this competitively kind of take to the next level and compete. Um, so I would say it's about 50% people that live in this area and go to the gyms and do the daily workouts and work out here. And then 50% are people that we've like met through races that have heard about us. And hmm. they're like, we like what you stand for and we want to kind of, you know, support you kind of thing, promote you. Yeah. And and you can see that there is definitely an imprint of people that are performing well with the, the grit fitness um, like ethos behind it. And they're just, you can see yeah. them out in the races and they're doing well. And I like what you said about like having these like goals set up for people. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot is like 
taking time, right, to master one thing. And then if you mm -hmm. commit enough time and, and you continue to set goals, right, you'll amass a big amount of fitness where it can be a struggle a lot of times into obstacle racing because you want to do all this stuff at once, right? Like even just the yeah. great games that we talked about, it takes a long time to develop that type of endurance, that type of strength, yeah. that type of, yeah. of like stamina and grip strength and stuff like that. So to train for all of that at one time is like, is a challenge and then yeah but i look at what and how you're doing this year and how you are kind of diversifying your efforts in a bunch of different spaces but still like doing fairly well how is that kind of how that the train your training works are you preparing for a lot of things at once or are you have you just accumulated so much uh like fitness and skill over the years that it just is now kind of parlaying so you can be adaptable in these races yeah um i would say a little bit of both um I start, I do not come from a fitness background at all. Didn't play any sports, didn't do anything. Hmm. Um, and when I came into Spartan racing, uh, the running was always a huge struggle. And I found a lot of success like right off the bat, but you know, I was, I was decently su successful, but recognized that I was like, okay, I think I'm just kind of lucky at this point. Like I'm not actually good. And the running yeah, has well, been my- Let me just interrupt you there. Business. Sorry, like w w what did make you do well? Like if you, like if running was a weakness, like we talked about it before, like that is a big part of it. What do you uh, attribute your like immediate success to if like you weren't that good at running? Yeah, um, so I would say, I mean, I think I resonate really well with grit, with grit fitness, everything that with, because that's kind of like, I like that mindset. And I think I kind of came into Spartan with that mindset of like, hmm. this is fun. Like as much as it's a challenge, like this is super fun. Um, and I had lit, I mean, I came into, I guess I was early twenties when I got into it, I guess I'm still young. So <laughs> you're it was like four years late, ago, I'm still basically late early twenties. Yeah. You're yeah, late early twenties now. Right. Um, so when I came into it, I had never done any fitness, hated working out. I thought gyms were stupid, but I liked being active outside. I did a lot of outside activities. You know, I did a lot with horses. I did a lot of just like manual labor type work. And I completely attribute it to that just like appreciation for being in the outdoors, being active, being decently fit. Hmm. Um, I started, I mean, I did them just kind of like, oh, people think these are hard, let me try them. Um, and then was realized there was a competitive side. I was living on the East Coast at the time and did one in Canada and got my first podium at like, it was my it was my first like truly elite race. I'd won, or I'd run one right, or one that summer, but just to get in the early wave. Um, and I was kind of like, wait a second. Like to me, the obstacles were like fun and enjoyable just from being a decently active person. Mm -hmm. And of course the running was a struggle. I walked a lot. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, running right. <laughs> um, anyways, so, so that's where I kind of like, I kind of got lucky with like, I think the Canada race was, I mean, this was 2017, so there was something else going on that weekend. There wasn't many people there, and I kind of looked out and got a podium, but I was like, this is cool. <laughs> like, hmm. um, so so I would attribute it just to that that general, like, appreciation for fitness in general and being able to do things. And that was always my, you know, as a kid, whatever, like, I want to be able to do things. Yeah. Um, and that's still, honestly, my mindset is, like, I want to be able to do things that's turned into more of a fitness thing. So... Huh. Now, like the whole, I mean, periodization, all that kind of thing or whatever, focus on one thing at a time. Um, grit, I mean, at Grit, we do, our daily workouts are pretty well-rounded. We focus on, I mean, it's just basic fitness. Um, on Friday nights, we do like more intense workouts that kind of incorporate more of, um, I mean, kind of Grit game style workouts where it's like heavy carries, going right from running to working out, I compromise mm. running, I guess. So. Yep. Um, and then on Saturdays, we do basically an OCR sim. We're like, let's kind of put it all together. And those are, so our Friday night, Saturday morning are kind of like our test of fitness. The other times we're putting in the work and they're just basic workouts. We do a lot of like intervals of uh, work and rest, um, the different movements. We do a lot of like kettlebells, sandbags. So it's just functional movements, but like specifically like, hey, let's you know get stronger in all areas. And then we test it every weekend is kind of the idea. So I'm interested now when just mentioning quick about your background, it seems like 
the just being active being outdoors you just like kind of naturally are able to do a lot of the demands of obstacle course racing just because that's the way that Mm -hmm. you live for a long time so when it came to just going out and doing them and having fun it's like okay this is no problem this is easy aside from the running of course right but i'm curious about your background without necessarily having any type of um like athletics there where does the competition piece then kind of come in like how have you now harnessed on to this i think because i had no competition as a child i am bloodthirsty for competition (laughs) it's bottled up (laughs) i just want to compete yes no i'm pretty much like the reason i train is so that i can compete so i absolutely like that and it's also interesting i have several siblings and i've tried to get some of them into it and they just don't have it so it's definitely i feel like some people have it some people don't i think a lot of people that did sports as children have it kind of thing. Like it's either they had it or they've developed it and I just have it. That's all. Was there, (laughs) was was there a switch that turned, like, did you know that you had this itch to compete as you were growing up without any like outlet for competition? Or was there a moment say, even if it was just like the Spartan race in uh, Ontario or wherever you were, uh, that was like, oh, I do like to see how I stack up against others or just, or maybe just how I stack up against myself. Like, was there a moment that switched on or? So a little bit of both. I guess I will say I still don't consider myself extremely competitive. Um, I like to compete. I like to do well. Um, and I think it was just that I never had anything that I was interested in that hmm. had a competitive aspect to it. Like I didn't have anything that was interested that I had potential in that I was like, oh, I could compete in this. So it was definitely that, well, honestly, it was the race before that. I had done one in Virginia and I just found out about volunteering. So I was like, I can volunteer and run for free. So I ran for free and I got, it says first on Athlinks. I think I might've gotten like first in the entire open heat or in my heat. I'm not really sure what it was, but I ran that race fast, like fast for me, you know, it was just mm-hmm. a sprint. And that was also the race where I found out there was an elite field and that people like travel to do these. And so it was kind of, it was a combination of like, I really like this. I like could be good at it and people do this like competitively. So I, I, I was just kind of finding something that I was like, I, I like this, I can be good at this. Huh. Um, and I still, I mean, I've seen some competitive people and I'm just not that competitive. Like I find, and I kind of fight it some because I find myself just kind of settling. Like I still, I enjoy it. I do it for fun. I love it. And I mean, if I win, obviously I'm happy and I want to win, but I also don't find myself like, it's been a little bit of a, like, I'm finally, I'm going to do my first national series race. And I've always like, I've wanted to do them, but it's not been like, I got to put myself on the top level because I know I'm not on the top level. And so, but I'm finally at the point where like, okay, I feel like ready to go to that level. Um, And that's interesting, right? It's like what people are looking for out of competition. And is it like when people get so wrapped up and it's like needing to win at all costs, a lot of times that's like tied to self-worth or something that might not be the healthiest outlet for competition where it mm-hmm. seems like you're more or less like, oh, this is fun, let me see what I can do where, like, in this sport, like, let's see how fast I can go. And maybe not necessarily even have it be like against someone else. Like, do you feel like when, when you compete, is it to accomplish like a, a goal in terms of a place or is it just to go out there and like do as well as you possibly can and like have fun? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I, I would think I have a pretty good balance of both. I think it's a little bit because, like a coping thing where like I want to place well, but I recognize there's a good chance I couldn't. And so I want to place well. I absolutely go out there to win. But if I don't, I I think it, it's more of a, I'm not, I don't think it's even like an accomplishment or thing. It's more just a coping thing of like, okay, well, I did better than I did last year or like I felt good during it. And like, so it's a little bit of both, which I wouldn't, Maybe it's healthy, but I think it's more just a coping, like, okay, I can still live with myself. Um, um, no, so I absolutely, and, and I think the more, like, the more I progress and I actually see, like, okay, I am good, like, regardless of where I place, I know I'm progressing as an athlete. Um, I think I've found, like, I've kind of come to the whole thing, like, the whole placement-wise, especially in these races where they're different every time. 
it holds some weight, but it doesn't hold all the weight because it's not like we're running 400s or 800s or a marathon where there is like an objective, like this is a good time. Right. And so it's kind of, I feel like it's been a little bit like humbling of like, okay, I did really well, but there weren't a lot of people there or there wasn't a lot of competition. And so kind of like the placement matters, but more than that, like the performance matters because the performance, yes. when you take it to the next one is what's going to carry over. So placement is cool, but even, you know, even when I do well, it's like, okay, but like, how did I actually perform? Because that's what's going to carry over to the next one. How do you, how are you judging the performance aspect as well? Right. Because like you said, there's not necessarily, there's no objective measures in obstacle course racing outside of Deca mile, of course. So, you know, you did well at that because the mile has like a time, right. like Deca fit has a time, right? But in a savage race, there's no time. There's like you right. said, but like, so when you're, when you take a step back and judge the performance of, of it, like, how are you then able to understand, like, if you think you did well or if you had room to improve? Um, it's been easier in the past, but for me, it's always the running is where, I mean, for the longest time I was still walking in races when I would get tired. I'm like, okay, we're going to walk for a bit and like mm -hmm. just take a breather. So to me, it's the whole idea of like running well, if I feel good running, um, and then the whole obstacles being able to first attempt, get through them the first attempt. And I guess mm. now that I think about it, like a lot of people use that to justify like poor, oh, um, like when you, I, and I guess it kind of comes to, back to that, like um, when you don't perform so well, you really, you know, take apart your performance, like where did I do poorly? Um, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that same concept, but I still kind of find myself doing that even when I win. It's like, okay, well that felt good, but like, why did it feel good? And where was I like, cause I still kind of question myself, even when I'm doing well, I'll be running. I'm like this running, I used to never run with my watch, but now I do. And I'll look down and I'm like, not running that fast. And I'm like, it feels like I'm really, really running hard. So it's, it's kind of that whole like in the moment, but then also afterwards kind of evaluating like, how did all of that actually feel? And hmm. hey, I felt great on the first part. I mean, this is a savage race I did this past or two weeks ago. Um, the first three miles was going to be pretty much straight running. And I always like, you know, going into it, I was like, okay, we're going to like relax because I'm not the fast runner. Um, we got to, you know, I'm not going to try to make my move early on, but I want to, you know, run well. And so I was really happy with how fast I ran those first several miles. Like, to my ability, I ran, you know, very well for me and felt good doing it. And so I was like, okay, that was great. And then hmm. after we hit the obstacles is when I kind of started slowing down where I was like, okay, like, and that's, <laughs> and I know, I know for a fact it's because I haven't been running a lot of longer distances. So three or four miles, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But when it got to, you know, the five, six, I was like, well, I'm dying. Like, this feels terrible. And that's where I'm kind of like, okay, so I got to kind of get some longer runs in. Um, Okay. Huh. So it's more, it is more of a subjective feel in terms of like the reflection and like looking back and be like, this didn't feel great, but like, did it not feel great because of my fitness or because of my effort? Are you, are you judging your effort behind it? Is there ever a lapse with that? Or are you always like feeling you're, you're giving it your, your all? And are you typically looking back at the performance and wanting to pick apart what you could do in training? Or is there an effort piece involved in that at all? I've had to pick up effort because I initially, I've had a hard time giving full effort. And so hmm. initially it was very easily like, man, I just bonked and didn't even try. Um, the, cause I, again, that's where I kind of wonder if I'm that competitive because I'm kind of like, I'm tired and I'm done. Like I don't give the full effort when it really counts, which is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's frustrating because I'm like, this is the time when it really counts why I'm not doing it. So I think I've gotten to the point now where I can give full effort and I will give full effort. And now it comes down to like, is my fitness there? Hmm. This is interesting. Are you, do you feel like you're learning competition still? Like, do 100%. you feel like that? that yeah. 100%. What's, because this is like, you know, most of the athletes in this sport were like spoon fed sports as soon as they could walk. Yes. Like I've been and playing some like, sort of sport. And this is their second chance to do sports or this is the, their coming back to sports. Like totally, totally. They've already done yeah. something before or something that's they've, they, that they've come out of some other sport and into this other piece where this is kind of where you've started for a competition. Yes. So I've never thought about it in terms of like how, like, is it a learnable skill? I think the, I think being able to harness a mindset 
around competition is definitely like a learnable skill. Um, but the ability to facilitate competitiveness, I don't think I've ever really thought about. So like, yeah. what is, do you feel yourself becoming like, t is it like, a, have you been on steps or will you have like a, a, a big improvement and then maybe like a setback? And like, how do you know when you're learning to be competitive? So I definitely see a steady climb. Um, it'll be, and I still, I don't, I'm not really sure if I'm even measuring it correctly or how to correctly measure it. Um, but things that I'll see where I'm like, okay, I know my competition level is going up. Well, it's, it's honestly just like, I would say I get more competitive the more I like get competitive, I guess, or the more I feel competitive training wise. Um, so if I put in the training or even if, you know, whatever training level I'm at, um, I think one of the biggest things that's helped me become more competitive is realizing when I st step up to the start line that I am at this level and I can compete at this level and I want to compete at this level and I like can give it my best effort and like am ready to win. Um, cause I, you know, coming into it, it was kind of like, okay, like these people will take this really seriously. And I clearly am just kind of figuring it out. So I'm going to like try to keep up with them, but I'll probably lose them. And that switch of like, and I mean, and, and it takes the building at home of like, working out and doing these workouts that I know will help me succeed in a race. Um, it's made me, I mean, cause I even know I've gotten second a lot of times and every time I get second, obviously that athlete was a better athlete, had a better day, but I settle into second very easily. And, and that was last year for me, honestly, was settling into second and like, okay, well, they're better than me, whatever. And I, didn't have that compete and to me I mean that's that's what I feel like has been a huge for me is that compete thing of like no I can get first and I will fight for first with everything that I have so hmm. it's a level of competition that I mean everybody else has had some kind of level of like success loss feelings of those things and I didn't have like I feel like I didn't have that base of like okay like you can succeed at things like so it was kind of and it's a little um it was, uh, and I guess this kind of the Titan games, you had like mentioned the Titan games, the Titan games was the very first time that I felt like a sense of belonging in the fitness world. Huh. Like I kind of, or not, not a sense. Cause I'm like, it was very much like an imposter syndrome of like, I just started doing this like a year ago and I'm not doing half bad, but like, I really shouldn't be. And like, what am I doing here? And I felt that 100% going into the Titan games. And I don't know if you watched the whole show, watched clips, whatever. A little bit here or there. I saw, I watched some, a clip of you earlier, just it's on YouTube. And I had a friend actually who was on it, who I wasn't friends with at the time, but she's, but I'm friends with her since. Her name's Melanie uh, Schofield. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She lives in, in Philadelphia. So I like yeah, I train, her. train with her yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you go head to head against her? Yeah. Yep. Did you beat and her? She was one of the people I was most scared of. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a did, lot that went into that. Um, yeah. So when I showed up to the Titan Games, I was 20. I don't think I was, no, I was 21. I was 21. I'd been doing this for not even a year and was just kind of like, somebody had said like, hey, they need females. So like, just throw in your application and maybe we'll get in. So I was like, why not? Like, it looks cool. Nobody knew what to expect. But when I showed up, they had like a combine where they had, I think 120-ish people come and they selected like 60 people from that. Oh, they brought cool. a bunch of us out to California and put us through different, I think it was five different things that they put us through a little obstacle course thing, a deadlift, a running thing. And then they did like an interview. When I showed up to that, I was literally like, these people are like fitness people. <laughs> like they're mm -hmm. really strong. They know what they're doing. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like it was just a very much like, and that's how I felt the, like going into the competition and even that competition with Melody. I'll even like talk about that one real quick, I guess, because she was the first one I actually went against. Um, and the way it worked was they were filming all at night. So they brought us out there during the day and they were kind of, they kind of, you know, gave us the, the, they would show us things, but they wouldn't let us try them because they had all these different challenges that they'd come up specifically for this show, you know? So their idea was like, what they said was, you're going to be on TV. We want you to look like you know what you're doing, but you can't get an advantage by like practicing on it first. Mm -hmm. um, 
So Melody and I, um, somebody had told me about Melody right before we went out and I looked her up and she had run some Spartan races, had been on American Ninja Warrior and like did CrossFit. And I was like, cause my thing kind of going into it, I was like, okay, well these are like meatheads. Like they right. did lose a bunch, but they're probably, you know, they can't run, whatever. No endurance. But I looked her up right. and I was like, she's the full package. Like I can't compete with that, you know? <laughs> anyway, so the challenge that we were supposed to do was this pole vaulting thing where it was like four different platforms and you used but you know, pole to like jump from one to the next. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And it felt like it was a good fit for both of us. Um, but in the little time when they had us practicing, they were like, Hey, try a couple, like we want you to be able to at least understand how this feels, you know, so they let us jump from one back and forth and they had an extra cause there were like two that were extras in case somebody got hurt, they were gonna be able to do it. So the extra tried it and ended up like falling and chipping her too. Oh my God. And that like scared people. And so they kind of decided like, it's probably actually not that great of, they, they decided to switch us. So we got out there and I mean, I was watching and Melody was having a hard time figuring it out. And so I was like, okay, like I'm okay with this, you know? Well, right before we went to compete, they ended up changing it. They brought us out and they showed us one that we had never tried before. But there were two other girls that were doing it currently. You know, they were like filming and everything. And they said, hey, so we're actually going to switch you to this one. And you can watch them do it. We'll let you go and like, because it's, it's pulling these big beams like out of a, uh, a wedge, basically. Um, I forget what they call it. Uh, Herculean pole, maybe, or something. Um, and you have to, there's four of them at a lower level. So when you start, you have to pull two of those towards you. And I, you're on opposite sides, so you can't see your competitor. Ideally, you go for different ones. And then there's one in the center that you kind of have to run up to. And the idea is each one pulls out of the, these two. I think they're 100 pounds each. And then it turns into a tug of war at the one at the top. <laughs> Does that make sense? So it's like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. wedge, yeah. So they showed it to us. And then they said, okay, you can come and kind of feel how it feels when you're pulling it out of this, you know, this um, block. And it was a huge, like, what on earth? Like, we had gone and practiced on that obstacle. I know we were doing um I was like oh and it was definitely to Melody's advantage like Melody is like 100% muscle like she doesn't have any body fat on her and I'm like this scrawny little 20 year old like and I was like this isn't even like I don't okay like y'all are just trying to get rid of me you know um but we went out there we ended up that was the, our first challenge and I went so quickly on the lower ones and got to the top one I had it pulled almost all the way through before she even got up there so I ended up mm. winning that challenge anyways so every single challenge, it was like, I can't like compete against these people. But every single time it was kind of like, what I feel like what I learned through Spartan racing of kind of like, ah, figuring things out. Cause you into Spartan races and you don't know what to expect. Like you're running and like, you kind of know where the obstacles are, but whatever. And I kind of felt like that kind of just like go with the flow. Like I'll figure it out. Um, so I ended up making it till I was one of the top four females left. Huh. And that kind of gave me some sense of like, Oh, like, I guess I am a fitness person, like, cause you know, it's a year in. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, it was, is a finding that sense of like, okay, I do belong here and I can compete here and I want to. That's so interesting, especially with like a television type show. I always wonder how real the competition feels in something like that versus what is like the produced version and like what's actually like staged more or less. Yeah. Did it? But it sounds like the competition was very present there for you and actually taught you quite a bit about competition. Oh, and, oh yeah. Um, I loved it. I mean, I always say, people always ask, like, oh, you were on the Titan Games. And I always say, like, it was a TV show. Like, it was definitely made for TV. All of the challenges were, like, 30 seconds, maybe one or two minutes. There were some that, like, that it was tug of war. One person against another went for a longer time. Very much made for TV. It was, like, you know, a lot of, like, fluff and like not a whole lot of competition mm -hmm. but enough of it like it, it was it was a really neat experience and for me personally it was a really really good experience um just to kind of you know put myself out there with these clearly fitness people and find some level of like okay i guess i can keep up so this is an interesting parallel because you are you had mentioned earlier how you haven't done like a u.s national series race right because it's yeah. like you might not feel ready. It's like, oh, I might not be like fast enough yet. But in this Titan Games, you were like, I can't compete with any of these people. 
at all. Like they're like, look at them. This is ridiculous. They have this competitive background. They're super strong, super fit. They can know how to do all this stuff. But when you dove into the competition, it turns out like you were crafty enough and you were able to uh, be able to like figure out ways to, to be competitive, to hold your own. Do, do you think that's going to happen when you jump into the U S national series? Like I figure you're going to be doing the same thing. I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. I will say yeah. like, so the Titan games, obviously I was like thrown into it. I had no choice. Um, with the Spartan races, they're not my favorite races. I really like Savage Race. And also because I feel like because I'm still kind of learning that competitive aspect, I haven't been like, okay, I'm a pro. I'm going to take it all on. Like, I've really just done the Spartans here in Texas that I could drive to. And I drive to them right. and I run them and I do decent. And I'm like, um, I don't like, I don't really like the way they run. I don't like the obstacles. I don't like much about them. Like if I were to choose a race to travel to, I really like Savage Race. They're very well run. To, they're inexpensive for me because I can volunteer easily in exchange for a race, you know. So, um, no, I'm I'm very excited to see how I do in a national series race because I feel like I'm finally at the level competitively where I would feel comfortable. Like, and I still I'm definitely not on these girls' running games. Like, I'm I'm still not a runner. Like, I try every time I win. Where it's like I guess that might have been from running. I'm like, maybe I'm a runner. Um, but I know that I'm good at obstacle course racing and I know that I'm like good at Spartan races. And so I'm like, I, I, I know I'll, I mean, obviously I'll do my best, but, um, I, I think in some ways I have, I just, I just have a different perspective, I think, than a lot of the competitors do where they're all like ripping apart the course and like, how can we, you know, figure out all these different things and just, I mean, it's another competition and you just got to go all in. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And that's, and like what you said there, it's not, and it's not a running, it's not a running race, right? It is an obstacle, obstacle course race and you're a good obstacle course racer, right? So yeah. it should translate directly over and just diving into it, seeing what, seeing how you stack up, I think is something that's worked for you in the past. So I think it'll work yeah. fine now. Are you, do, are you doing, um, West Virginia? Yep, what, West Virginia. Sweet. How's that distance? Like, have you done a race that long? Yeah. Um, I've actually done a bunch of, like, ultra races. I oh. love distance, and <laughs> okay. I've had to really work for the shorter distance. Um, oh. Yeah, I can. That was another thing that I kind of, when I first got into running into fitness, I kind of got into ultras, too, and I've done a bunch of those. And... I think I kind of have that, like, I can stick it out forever, um, but it's the speed that I've had to really work for. Huh. Yeah, so the Beast so. might be a, a, a solid distance for it, because, I mean, it, this definitely blends in both. you got to be able to run some, and, and West Virginia is a pretty pretty fair course in terms of its ability, like, your ability to be able to run through technical and on hills and flats and have it be fast, so um, it'll be a good place to kind of check out and, and see see how it goes. That's really exciting. Um yeah. What are some of your goals for the year? Um, goals for the year, get better at all the things. That's always Just the keep goal. doing all the um, things. Yeah. Um, I really, I think this year I'm probably doing the, well, I think I've always, yeah, I've always done a little bit of variety. Um, I have a couple ultra races up next hmm. in the next like month and a half, I guess. But in there, I'm going to, I the West Virginia. I'm going to throw in a deck of fit in New Jersey. Oh, nice. OCR worlds. I'm always super excited for um, I love OCR worlds and that's, I mean, it comes back to it, it. You have to be good at obstacles and I can do obstacles. Yeah. Um, so OCR worlds, I've looked into, I would really, really like to do the ultra, the Spartan ultra world championships. Um, but a lot of this comes down to a cost thing for me and I'm just the cost and logistics. Um, I was I just on that website. Really I was just on yeah. the website. It's like five hundred bucks to register yeah. or something right now. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, the so in in all of this as well. I think the reason I do so many different things is I want to challenge myself, and I I feel like I'm making up for lost time. I got to try everything. Um, so I've done several of the hundred milers. I've done you know a bunch of fifty milers, hundred k's, all these different things where I'm just like I want to try it all. Yeah. And the ultra really appeals to me because one thing I 
I mean, I can go for a long time. Um, I think it's just kind of, I've got, I, I think I have the mental piece long before I had any kind of speed or running piece. And I've always wanted to, when I first heard about World's Toughest Mudder, I was like, that's the most amazing race. Like, but it just logistic money wise, it hasn't really worked out for me to make it to those. So, mm-hmm. That's it. So is that kind of what, cause your, your career in OCR is still kind of like launching up, right? And it's pretty cool to see as like your, almost like a different because like you said before it's like a lot of times people who've done a lot of stuff and then now they're into this the second part of their career and like they're maybe in their late 20s early 30s mid 30s um but you're you know you're you're kind of starting as an ocr athlete Mm -hmm. um where do you see yourself maybe like five years like what do you think what do you think you're gonna be doing in terms of like your competition at that point i don't know um I think there's a lot of potential for me in OCR. I would mm-hmm. like to be a, a good in OCR. Um, and I think um, a, a big reason for me, honestly, is that there's like cash prizes in that. Because the other big draw for me is the ultra running world. Um, mm. I would like to be good at 100 milers, way better than I am right now. Um, but there's no money there unless you're like super, super fast. So I really like the OCR races because it's, to me, it's like I'm at a competitive level in it where when I go, I mean, they're affordable and I can typically make money on them. Um, so definitely the OCR and especially because I'm, I feel like I got into ultras too young. Um, ultra runners are supposed to be older and I like them too early, which is a problem. Um, so I'm trying to kind of hold off on more of the ultras so five years from now, I guess I'll probably still be doing OCR, but I may, I would like to do more ultra distance and do better in that. But I think also, I mean, it's taken me, I, I think this year is finally when I kind of hit, like I have a running base, which I've never had before. And I think it takes a little bit more to build up for a solid running base to be good at running ultras. So I mean, it does build, it's just the miles they stack on and they do like the more aerobic base you can kind of put together. It does kind of stack on top of each other as it goes forward and just like to be physically more resilient, but yeah, in five or six years. So you're, so to me, it kind of sounds like you're, you think you're going to, you'd be more suited to do like the world's toughest mutter or the Spartan 24 races or I, something like that. So that's what seems like it's exciting for you. Yes. They interest me, but I don't think I have. World's Toughest Mudder, I, it turns into like such a suffer fest because there's just so much mud. And it's yeah, less athletic and more mud. Yeah. And I initially was like, oh, this is great. But I just, I mean, it's so, and uh, there's not, I like there is a competitive aspect to it, but so much of it is not so competitive and like teamwork and mm-hmm. like having fun. A tough Mudder in general doesn't really appeal to me anymore. Um, and I'm, I'm afraid that's kind of how this Spartan would feel. I don't know if they have, um, what do you call it, dunk walls, but I don't want to do dunk walls for 24 hours straight. Like, mm, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Because the past couple of years, I mean, they've been in places where it's been frozen. So yeah, they didn't have yeah. water in Sweden or Iceland, I'm pretty sure. So I guess we'll see you tell you right, because that, that would suck. Yeah. No, I think OCR-wise, I'm good with the shorter distances. Like, I've done a couple of ultras. I haven't won an ultra yet a Spartan Ultra, so I want to win a Spartan Ultra, because I've gotten third and second at the two I've done. Um, and then, be, so I think I'll stick to the shorter on the, the OCR. To me, like, going for that long just just takes, it, it takes at some level, but it's just so much of just a suffering. And I would rather suffer running 100 miles in Colorado than running in five mile circles, I guess. So OCR wise, I think I'll short stick to shorter. If I go longer distance, it would be an ultra running trail, just trail. Nice. So you got, you got some cool stuff coming up this year. Um, and you're still like going to be at a bunch of different stuff, trying to just mix it up wherever you can. So I like that. It's cool. Yeah. So I'll see you in New Jersey. That's like a drive for me, which is amazing. These days in obstacle racing. Yeah. So I'll definitely be there. Um, is that a trifecta? Deca tried Decafecta. I think it's just a fit. I know it's only one day. I thought I might have seen that they came out with the mile as well, but I think it's just the Deca fit, just huh. one. 
I would love to do a mile in a, a course that is like that has loops. That would be yeah, real nice. For it. Yeah, mine was all funny. It was like I had I had like a bunch of turns somehow. There was like two 180 degree turns within 160 meters, and I was like through grass and a puddle, coming yeah. back through. You just had the mercy of whatever the whatever the gym has. Yeah, no, <sighs> the net it is next, and that's like no, you're gonna love it when you do it because doing it in that just run in a circle coming to the next one, like. It was it's so amazing. much fun, especially yeah. like, I mean, you did well, even in the gym setting, you're gonna love it in a, where it's actually set up for that. I was trying to figure out, I was like, can I get this stuff to a track somehow? And so I was <laughs> like, measure it out. I was like, mm, I'm not sure if that would be worth the effort, yeah. but maybe maybe in New Jersey. Well, cool, Chris, well, I appreciate you popping on. Where um, where can people find you if they wanna follow you? Um, Instagram, Chris Brigloski, at Chris Brigloski. Easy peasy. We'll uh, make sure to link that in the socials and um, just so people can follow you wherever you're going. But I do appreciate you taking the time. It's been fun watching you. It'll be fun continuing to watch your progress. I'm excited you're doing West Virginia. Yeah, That's awesome. I'm super excited. I funny when I first, so 2017, when I was just getting into it, I was all about like volunteering and running them. And I volunteered at West Virginia and I had I had no idea that it was a series race. And I think it was, it was back when it, in 2017, it was the North American Championships. I believe that was the first year that they had a North American Championships. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I was there, I volunteered, I think for two days and got two or three races out of it. Cause I was planning to go up to Canada and that's where I was going to run. Um, but I volunteered there and I, uh, so I've been there, but I know nothing about the course because <laughs> I didn't run it. I just wanted to get, uh, races but i remember even then like i knew nothing about any of the elite racers but when they all came i was handing out t-shirts at the finish line and somebody said like oh they don't even you don't need to ask for their their bib just give them a t-shirt and i was like these people think they are so that's pretty big it's pretty big deal now yeah (laughs) um i think you'll mix it you'll be you'll be fine like the women's field is just so open like from that like you know even from like from five to like 10 who knows even yeah. even I, like even the, the top, top three five, we've seen a lot yeah of like i've kind oh, of big been in the series and like no like it's i'm i'm excited i think it'll be it'll be good you should mix it right up say what you, should, you can mix it right up you'll be fine there we go yeah no i plan to have zero obstacle failures except for spear i might fail spear because spear's no. just stupid you'll hit the spear <laughs> it's fine zero obstacle failures and we'll see if i can run because that's what happened even just this past weekend in Nashville, because um, it is, you know, more wet, humid, like dewy type of conditions. A lot of people were missing obstacles because of that. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, insane. I was, uh, I think out of even the top men were missing obstacles. Um, I think the top, I, I don't think anybody in the, the top, top, like, five. 12 or oh, 13 no, missed. No, that's what it was, yeah. The top guys were doing it, but all of the top women, except all of them. for one maybe. Didn't fail uh, an- Annie was clean and Ashley Heller was clean and they were second okay. and fourth. And then after that, I think everybody in the, at least, at least down through like seven or eight, I'm not sure how like the eight through 10 did, but yeah. you know, Lindsay, Lindsay was missing. Like Alex Walker missed yeah. a couple. Um, Casey Monroe was missing. Like there was a bunch of people who were missing obstacles. So like, yeah, if you if clean race, you'll be in the mix. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Yeah. Cool. All right, Chris, we're just going to hit stop and uh, we'll be on the other, other screen. So we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much.